Good morning, LinkedIn community. Welcome to another exciting and riveting episode of Coffee with Jim and James. You know me, you know I'm a little animated. I like to, you know, show emotions and such like. I do. And I'll, let me, ready for this one, James? Ready? I've been trembling with anticipation oh, for, for this episode. <laughs> he couldn't what even keep it ready? together. Trembling with anticipation. Yes. Oh, gosh. Let me bring my brother at arms in, Mr. James Cross. James, how are you this fine and beautiful day? Man, I'm trembling with excitement. Uh, that that might be the worst one ever. Um, Jim, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that the intro's over and I'm happy to have uh, Mark with us from Trimble. Mark, can you say your last name? Because every time I feel like I add four more vowels to it. Well, that's that's uh, that's interesting because it's happened my entire life. So I'll I'll, I'll I hope I can say it right. Uh, Fiorita. Think of uh, Figo. Rita. Fiorita. Perfect. Yeah, like Margarita. I got. It. I'll never forget that. Right. <laughs> Mark is joining us from Trimble. Uh, he. I don't even know the first time I met Mark, um, somewhere out on the road somewhere. Um, And, uh, and we talked him into being a part of our conference one year. So I saw him there. I don't think you were at our last one. Were you Mark? I was not. You missed that one. Well, it was the best one ever. Um, You totally missed it. But uh, Mark's a good friend of ours. Uh, We're pumped to have him on board. Um, I don't know about you, Jimmy. Are you as pumped as I am? Are you still trembling? Absolutely. No, you know, it's, it's great having our friends on that share so much industry knowledge and expertise. I, I was uh, absolutely looking forward to this episode. Uh, let's dive into it. Um, Trimble, uh, give us an overview. Let our, let our uh, viewers understand what Trimble's about and uh, some of the great things that you are doing in the industry. Absolutely. Well, well, first of all, I'm sure you guys get this all the time, but my disclaimer is um, I've got three kids and two dogs. It sounds like two or three of them are down here right now, and I don't know which one's which. So um, we'll, we'll keep rolling with it, but uh, I'm sure you guys are used to these uh, these types of interruptions and odd background noises, so this will not be any different. Uh, it could get loud, and uh, as you, Jim, animated. Well, it's um, a virtual world. This is the world that we're all living in right now, so it's Perfectly great, sir. That's right. Working from home. Feel like a news anchor. Mark, only not. Mark um, I, I usually have to go around my house before we record these and just turn all the streaming off. My son's playing Fortnite. You know, my daughter's on YouTube or something, and I just go around. Everyone hates me when it's coffee with Jim and James time. Yeah. Yeah, we can't stream. Yeah. Well, perfect. So Trimble is, um, a, it's a pretty cool story. If you think about uh, comparison to, to Apple or even Microsoft, we were founded about the same time all those things were happening um, in the same area. Um, we bought, uh, this guy Charlie Trimble bought the rights to GPS through uh, this company you may have heard of, Hewlett Packard. Uh, they decided they didn't think that anybody was ever going to use GPS in the civilian world. Charlie said, hey, I'll do it. Bought it. Uh, started building GPS devices in his garage. Sounds eerily familiar, right? Fast forward 42 years later, uh, we're not just a uh, GPS company, we're a geospatial company. And really what we care about is spatial components, right? Uh, It's a spatial world, spatial intelligence, spatial knowledge, spatial awareness. As it relates to the gas industry, it's 
where are my assets? What is my asset? How do I get to my asset? And how do I gather information about that asset? Now that could be uh, existing already in the ground. It could be, we're putting it in the ground um, or it could be the above ground assets. In any of those scenarios, it's about the, the gathering of information in the field, which we'll refer to as field data collection through uh, a technology that, or, or a, a solution set that we have called GasOps. Um, and then utilizing our GNSS or GPS devices, um, either on your phone or through one of our, our mobile devices, and really being able to, to take that data and get it back into the office and do something with that data. Because collecting data is one thing, doing something with it is, is a whole different animal. No doubt. Mark, you, um, I, I've got a funny story about Trimble that I'll tell first, uh, because that's what we do, I think. Um, I didn't know how big Trimble was and, and how much, you know, where all the fingers were, you know, when you say, you know, everywhere and everything. So I was in Colorado, went on a family trip. We were just north of Denver, I forget exactly where, but we were in a big five-star hotel and we were just staying there for a couple nights before we head back. And we walk into this hotel and out front, it was, uh, it, there was the Trimble logo, just as big as it could be. And I thought, what in the world? You know, and, and Mark, you and I were actually working on something at the time. And, and so I was blown away and I walked in and I realized that it was a Trimble conference for the farming side of uh, the Trimble organization. And I did a, a side that I had no clue even existed at the time. And so I went through and I, I rode the elevator up with, with some guys and, you know, asking what they were here. So I got kind of the 30,000 foot view, but I was blown away when I, when I saw really the reach of what Trimble does. Um, will you dive in a little deeper? You know, obviously our show is really focused on the natural gas side. Uh, that's why we're here, but can you talk a little bit about the gas ops uh, portion of, of what you guys are doing? Absolutely. So several years ago, several, all the years run together anymore, right? So ultimately what happened was um, we were exploring the natural gas market to understand why decisions were made, what drove the, the gas market. So I got a background in electric, electric distribution. Um, and so didn't really have that much knowledge in the, in the gas distribution space. So we wanted to research and understand well, where do we need to play? Where are we best suited to play with the tools that we have now? And what are the gaps so we can think about what tomorrow looks like? Long story short, this was probably circa 2012, 13, found out about tracking traceability. And we'd already done something similar with another solution set for the water side of the business. Um, and so from that, it just kind of started to, to build. We started to understand where the where our current technology fit well it fits pretty well the problem is we don't address some of these specific gas utility scenarios and and in particular it's more from the compliance side because when i think of tracking traceability that's compliance we got involved with you guys from an oq perspective again from a compliance scenario um, then we started investigating other uh, vendors leak detection devices uh, or manufacturers um, um, uh, locate manufacturers. And so what we did was we took, um, we took all that in intelligence and we released uh, Trimble Gas Ops in 2016 uh, to be compliant with uh, tracking traceability, uh, OQ certifications, as far as gathering that information, we don't manage any of that. Uh, and then integrations with, with um, organizations like uh, Heath and, their, and some of their leak detection devices 
um, Vivex MetroTech. Well, we have some integrations with um, 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 their uh, locate devices, um, and then looking at you know how do we continue to build this out, right? Because routine inspections, having that scheduling scenario. So it's not just digital as builts for new construction or pipeline replacement or repair. It's managing that all of that field work that could be done because field data collection can also be redlining, right? And so we packaged all this up into a mobile platform and this mobile platform allows you to do whatever it is you wanna do on the field data collection side and then spin that data back into we'll call it system of record, but it could be GIS, it could be asset management, it could be both, uh, depending on how you want to disseminate that information. That's fascinating, Mark. And I, I tell you, you've hit on a few things. I've seen multiple presentations that you've given over the years. And again, you do a, a fantastic job with laying this out. And some of the, the, you know, we're littered with acronyms in our industry, which is wonderful. GIS, GNSS, other items. Can you uh, break that down for me? I, I know James gets it, but me, I, I'm going to need to get a little bit clearer on that if you could. And then I do have a follow-up too, when you, you mentioned that, that whole safety measure, uh, a, a thing we've had some folks on from 811 in the past. Right. And, I, and I believe that you guys all connect the dots with that. So kind of a two-part question for you, sir. Yeah, so, so I'll start with the, the, the last question addressing the 811 aspect. So um, think of, of GPS, Global Positioning Systems, and then I use the word GNSS. Basically what we do is we change the acronym, right? So GPS and GNSS, they're the exact same thing, only GNSS okay. means Global Navigation Network System, right? So it's same thing. Right. Okay. Just, just think of those as the same thing. But ultimately, if we think about the asset, um, the location where it actually is, is the foundation. So if we think about um, this as building a house. The most important thing when you build a house is what? Foundation. You can put the foundation, you can have a solid foundation and then you can have lesser. Um, you don't have to have all brick or all stone as a facade. Right. It could be wood. It could be paneling. Well, whatever you want. Bottom line is, is, is it's that foundation. Well, the GPS location of the asset is the same scenario. And when you do that out of the gate, in today's world, think about the ability to use your cell phone with um, a software that gave you sub-meter or even sub-foot GPS accuracy. Think about that concept, right? That's pretty cool. If we could go out in your phone and say, all right, well, show me where I am, where's my asset? And then if you could actually take that component when you got to your location, and you could turn that into an augmented reality solution. Sure. Think of the way that that impacts damage prevention, right? Because yeah. seeing is believing. When you know that it's within four to six inches of its actual location or greater, your locate one becomes a simpler tool to use because you can see it there, boom, there it is. You know what you're locating. So that's really how we tie these things together. So that's the, I answered the last part first. The first part is, we're talking about maps and all this stuff. Think about Google Maps. We use GIS, which is Geographic Information Systems. And I was actually talking to a, a, a fellow the other day who's just into college, doesn't really know what he wants to do. So we start talking about GIS. He didn't know either. But I said, you use GIS today. If, uh, if you wanna know where the gas, closest gas station is in the city that you don't know, what are you gonna do? You know, open up your map, right? Where is Chevron? Or um, if you, this actually happened to me, I was, in, uh, I was in Europe and I packed everything I needed except a belt. I gotta know where a belt, where, 
I'm, I don't know where to go. So what do I do? I open up my map and I say men's belt because that's what I need. It showed me three or four stores that were within a certain distance. And I was like, all right, I can walk to those. I can walk to that store and get back. Wait, two of them are closed and one of them is open. Boom, that's where I'm going. It was a five minute walk. That's, the, that's utilizing GIS because it's, think of, of, like I said, Google Maps with instead of having gas station stores and all these other things we search for, uh, the buried infrastructure. And in this case, what we would be looking for is a buried valve or maybe a specific farm tap, farm tap with a unique identifier, right? Or I need to get to this gate station or this rectifier. So that's really what GIS is, is, is layered data that has spatial intelligence. And then it's relative to where you are because at the end of the day, I want to know how to get to it. When I get there, I need to know how close I am to it. Does that help? That absolutely helped me. I know James already knows this stuff, but uh, it absolutely Well, and I, I've actually, um, I refined this, this concept in a, in a presentation I did um, at SGA a couple of years ago because it kind of hit me. Um, I had used... Um, I'd used a, a, another map solution where I would do a search and it would take me to the wrong place. How frustrating is that? And the way that I correlated that was if you're in Google Maps and you're constantly searching for things that when you get there, they're not there or they're a mile down the road or they're across the street another thousand feet. How frustrated do you get with using it? You're pretty frustrated to the point like this is useless. I don't even use it. But what right. we see in the utility industry is those are the maps that people use today. When you incorporate GPS, where I am, with those inaccurate assets, that's the same effect, right? You get there, it's McDonald's is in here. I don't even see a McDonald's. This is, this is what I needed, right? And so that's where the challenge comes in. But that's an easy way to correlate and bridge these two gaps, right? Because had that, had that McDonald's been GPS located, you would have been able to get right to it. No problem. Front door, you know, you'd have seen it. You'd have known where you were going. But because you continue to have these challenges, it, it removes the ability or even the possibility to utilize GPS. Jim, Mark's a nerd, man. <laughs> I tell nerd. people I'm smarter than I know, but I'm not as smart that, as you think. That was an impressive tangent. That's one of my favorite things about this show uh, is that right there, getting to see into somebody's head like that. Mark, uh, you talked about the compliance ecosystem and where Trimble fits into it, where you know tracking and traceability fits into it. Will you talk a little bit about that and what that means to our industry. Yeah, I think um, you know there there is a compliance ecosystem, right? And really, at Trimble, we're thinking about this ecosystem uh, from a solution perspective, right? So, you, yeah, you got the field things you have to do, but that data has to come back in, and you have to do things with that as well. Um, you know, you want to do analysis uh, in our business, RBA, right? Risk-based analysis. Where's my highest risk? Why is it my highest risk? And then what am I going to do to mitigate those risks, right? Well, through our solution set, so we even have, we even have uh, devices that uh, uh, monitor pressure uh, and flow for uh, gas utilities that can report that information back in. So overpressurized mains is, is, a, is a big topic and a big focus for us, right? Well, that data can feed back in from the same platform and then you can do all your data collection. I still think of that as a data collection. You're gathering data from the field and then the data can come back in and we can utilize other tool sets that we have um, that feed this ecosystem. So if we think about the, the routine inspections, right? Um, um, even maintenance activities, right? To me, that's part of compliance. 
And so what I've seen is, is there are always different pieces and parts to this ecosystem. What we're working towards is this ecosystem that still has those pieces and parts, but it's covered under one platform that allows you to do a lot of different things instead of, uh, this is my favorite example. Um, most of the utilities in the gas that we talk to will have in the neighborhood of five to six mobile solutions. And generally one of those is specific to leak survey. So all you do is leak survey with this. Well, we might do a little bit of corrosion with it. So now you have resources that are supporting these multiple uh, mobile solutions, right? What if you could do it all in one? I mean, you don't have to, and, and everybody's got their eggs in different baskets and that's cool. But having this ability to, to have this communication and bridge all of these other solution sets together, I talked a little bit about asset management, work management, right? So. And in the utility world, we work through work orders. You can call them work orders, service orders, work ticket, work project, whatever, but it's the same concept. There's a system that creates that work order and being able to consume, digest, and disseminate that information to the field is huge. And so that's really where we come into this ecosystem is, is being able to offer up a solution um, that can be uh, uh, modular. So maybe you only want it for leak survey, that's cool but it can do all of these other things. It can handle all of your field activities and then also take that data and you can start to be active with it. Uh, we talk about it as a system of action, right? Because ultimately that's what we want. In the gas space, we want to be um, reactive. We don't want to be reactive, we want to be proactive, right? And the way we can do that is by gathering better, better data in the field so that we make better decisions based off of better analysis based on that better data. So it becomes a system of action. I tie that together, or is it still loose ends? No, James, I, I know where your mind is going. I know you, brother, and I'm telling you, the passion that is bleeding out from Mark and all this <laughs> is, uh, invigorating. Uh, I, I love, I love the proactive. You know, finishing that with the proactive stance. Yeah. We talk about that all the time. You know, we unfortunately our industry. You know, years and years back. You know, we weren't as proactive. I think, you know, big operators, big contractors, a lot of us that are on the, you know, the service side of it are looking at ways to really provide solutions that, that put us in a proactive state across the industry. And so hearing that from you, Mark, and you guys being a leader, obviously, in what you're doing, that's, uh, that's what we'd like to hear. But Mark, I'm going to ask you. A question. I want you to think about. I want you to think about our industry, your role, Trimble's role, all of us. Right. Um, you love what you do, Mark. I do immensely. Why? Why? Um. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a bit long-winded here, but um, ultimately... We would expect no different <laughs> after today. So, so I came from the field. Um, I did GPS. The, uh, so I've been doing this line of work, GPS. Uh, we'll start at the top, utilities, GPS, GIS, and really in that order. Um, but I started as a, as a field data technician, whatever that meant then. But I did GPS data collection for utilities. Did it all over the country. South Florida, my brains are all over the... Uh, um, um, the swamps of Florida, right? Um, and even in Texas, my brains are all over the hill country. I uh, spent a good bit of time, about a year and a half uh, in, uh, 
in parts of Austin and San Antonio, Texas, doing data collection. And then I've, I've done it on Alaska. Uh, there's not many states I haven't touched in that realm, right? And so one of the things that I started doing was I, was, I became responsible for uh, GPS um, product sales and training for our customers. And so what I would do is I would ask them, you know, I would go through a series of questions. I was diagnosing what it is they wanted to accomplish. But I was a, I was, I was a field guy, man. I, I'm, I'm not a sales guy, right? Fast forward, I, I got into the sales aspect of it. And I had a mentor who used to tell me lies. Uh, no, no, you're not in sales. You're not in sales. But in fact, I was. I worked, We were Trimble business partners and I sold sold the Trimble product. I had to train on it. And then any implementations I had to do or I had to partner with other organizations. Uh, luckily, one of, my, one of my best skill sets is networking. Um, so I had those contacts to do those other things. Um, what I learned was I really enjoyed diagnosing. I'm really good at asking questions and I love doing it. But I think the bigger thing is I love helping people. And so that's that's really the thing for me. If I don't believe um, in a product or a tool, it's really hard for me to try to sell you on it because I, why am I going to sell you on something I don't even like myself? Now, if I believe in the product, I use the product, I buy the product myself or in Tribble's case, I would. Um, then it becomes an easier scenario. But I also knew the ins and outs. I knew the field side of the work, right? Because as I, as I even today, and if I'm doing a training, which I am in sales, but I also do trainings, um, giving, giving somebody a GPS with a, even if it's on a phone, right? And, and the, the solution set, that's not the same as giving them a shovel. You give somebody a shovel and we'll know how deep, how wide. You give somebody a GPS tool uh, with a software on it, now you got some troubleshooting because GPS isn't, it's, it's man-made. We, we tend to forget that, right? It's kind of like uh, the internet as an example. Uh, you go without the internet for two days, four days, you're questioning whether water is more important or the internet, right? Because especially like we stream now, we don't have cable. So that means we don't have TV. So the point there is um, what I do is, is I like working with people. And when I got involved in the gas industry seven, eight years ago, uh, I quite literally fell in love. I'm, I'm what they call an opportunist. Um, I'm really good at identifying opportunities and, and Trimble's in business to make money. Let's make no mistake about that. But at the end of the day, it was about learning. Um, and I learned something every day. I love it. Um, I, I, if I had to go back to the electric side, no offense, any electric people out there, um, I would, I would be like pulling teeth. I have really fallen in love with the natural gas side of the business. Um, and it's, 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 I've taken that same passion for educating myself, learning, um, and then trying to get Trimble in a position um, from my division to help, um, help bridge these technological gaps that, that we know that exist, right? Because so many times it's, well, that costs something, that costs something. Not really. Cost says I get nothing back. ROI, when you have an investment, now you're getting something back. And I would argue with anybody, and I believe I'd be successful in this. If you buy GPS technology, you're not, you're not, it's not costing you something. You're going to get a return on it based on one incident uh, at two o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve. That, that scenario right there pays for itself tenfold. Oh. <laughs> There's my long-winded answer. Woo. Woo. You know what? 
I might need another coffee after that. And I knew though, I've known Mark for years and, and that's my favorite question we ask at every episode. Do you love what you do? And I, as I was trembling or trembling with anticipation, <laughs> um, I kind of said in my mind what that was going to be about. Mark, you, you hit on some things that absolutely resonate with James and I in the industry, relationships, networking. A lot of times we don't sell in the industry, we educate. And when we can educate yep. people through a good process, a safe process to help our industry be safer, the return is, like you said, one incident. If we can, we can change one person to be safer one day and that goes to another person, another person, we're doing the right things. And yeah. um, I, I do want to add one last thing, and that is that um, even though Mark hates the electric side of the business now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> the, the, the show Coffee with Jim and James it totally does not feel that way. And Mark does not represent us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, uh, things continue down this path. And, and knowing Trimble, they'll probably buy all the electric in the entire world or something. And you guys will be on that side of the business too. Mark, you, you've been an awesome guest. Uh, Jim, I'll let you do a corny outro if you want to. Ah, why not? I it's it's a, a highlight of my day is doing something corny. But being, <laughs> you know, Mark, again, we're all friends. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate it. I think we absolutely shared some critical information for our audience to understand your world a little bit better. Understand Trimble. Understand all the values that you bring to our industries with safety in my, you know, when I hear your name, when I see your presentations, I think of safety as, as the cornerstone to everything that you folks do. You want our, our people, our industry to be safer. We can't thank you enough for that, truly. Um, I'll encourage all of our audience to please connect with Mark. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, as you can see, he loves to talk. So if you have any questions about his and his world, do connect with him. Follow Trimble. They're a great company. Um, do all those things. If you're not following James and I, come on, hit, hit that connect button and we'll, uh, we'll connect. So until next week, on behalf of this, well, two nerds and a guy that just likes to be goofy, we thank you so much. God bless you. God bless our industry. Stay safe. And we'll see you on the next episode of Coffee with Jim and James, powered by Energy World Net. Take care. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, guys. Be Mark. good. Be safe. Well, you could say any anything else, or we're done. I think, right, James? We're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs>